0: Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Leah. Hi, Leah.
1: Hi, Becky.
0: Um, So I was very lucky to get to meet the author of today's quick shot
1: oh yeah because she was part of the barnes and noble live podcast event yep, she was mommy ohio
0: she was she was what part of the heating up the holidays and actually it was my girl child that bonded with the author and was like talking to her and she's like you should read this book and i will have you know my girl child bought the last book in this series that's mm-hmm. the one she read first make a mama proud so i
1: out. yes i mean it does but I actually read book three, like right around when it came out, but I don't, I didn't remember reading it because, but as I was, was reading this story. I was like, Hey, I think I read this brother. So I read Gunner's book. It was an it's an accidental pregnancy, but I really enjoyed his story because he's kind of a dick yeah. and he's a big man, hell, but then he knocks somebody up.
0: Well, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we're reviewing Archer by Dr. Rebecca Sharp. This is book one in the Reynolds Protection Group. We'll link the synopsis of this book on our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Release date was January 27th of 2022. Tropes, small town, second chance, hiding in plain sight, deception, protective, bodyguard, uh, law enforcement, sort of security force and this is must be a spinoff series it is so
1: the sister is part of the carmel cove
0: series okay
1: now you meet gwen in her book and that is when you meet the brothers okay
0: um series name is the reynolds protection group uh this is interconnected standalones its point of view is first person dual. put out percentage was 44 percent um did i put age gap I, this there's also an age gap
1: yeah, it's book. like 10 years or something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, um, Their third act breakup. um, No? Not really. There's a dark moment because this is romantic suspense.
1: Yeah, and typically romantic suspense doesn't have the third act breakup. They have an outside source for the dark moment. And so this one does not really, like, they're extenuating circumstances that create the dark moment.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but these are books that you can read out of order. Like I said, I read book three before I read book one. Girl child read book four before she went back. So clearly nobody was lost. And that's one thing with Rebecca Sharp is she has characters that show up in books and different series, because a lot of her series are interconnected. Um, But she does it in such a way that like, she doesn't crowd her pages with nah. with extra characters because her Carmel Cove was a spinoff of her Redemption. Rev- mm, it's like a brother-sister book series. I can't think of the two books, but like that's where the Carmel Cove spinoff is like starts and this one spins off of that. And then, yeah, so she, she likes a spinoff, that's but okay. it always makes sense.
0: Uh, content warnings. There is mention of death and there is on-page violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So, I really liked this book. I really liked well, it.
1: And it is deception, but it's deception, which you don't always like deception. No, I we don't. talked about this before. But the deception that is used in this story, it kind of had to happen because of the way the book plays out.
0: Well, and so how rebecca introduced this to my girl child is they bonded over their love of dr spencer reed. Mm-hmm. From Criminal Minds. Oh and yeah. And the youngest totally brother Dr.
1: Spencer Reed. What? I said Ranger is totally Dr. Spencer yes, Reed. Yes.
0: That's what she said. She Ranger in, was inspired by Dr. Spencer Reed's character on Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. And my girl child was sold. Saying yep. all of that though, this This did not feel just like a Criminal Minds retelling or Criminal Mm -hmm. Minds fan fiction. Archer's book was fantastic. He is, at the start of this book, he is a police officer in Boston. Mm -hmm. He is charged with keeping company and watch over Kiara, our heroine. Yeah. She is the daughter of a mob. um,
1: Enforcer. Enforcer.
0: Yeah. Killer someone. And
1: He He beats people up, basically.
0: He has turned state's evidence against the Irish mob of Boston. Mm -hmm. And Kiara and her father are in and out of Witsick. And he keeps coming back to Boston whenever he needs to testify. Well, he's tired of being in Witsick and all of the rules that come with that. Mm -hmm. So he gives enough evidence to the prosecutors, that they're going for the big guy of the mob, the father. Yeah,
1: so this is basically going to be the last hurrah, like, everything is on the table, like, they are done, like, after this one, like, they'll still be in WITSEC, but he, there's no coming back to Boston yeah. after this book. And so, this isn't a spoiler, because it's in the first chapter, and you find out, like, right of, like at the get-go, so Kira and her dad are gunned down outside of the courthouse after the trial, but they are not actually gunned down. They go into WITSEC, but she couldn't tell Archer this because she wasn't allowed to tell anybody because them's the rules of WITSEC people.
0: Well, and then we jump forward four years Yes. At this time, Kara is 19 at the beginning in chapter mm-hmm. one. So we're yeah. going forward four years. She's 22 or 23 now as she's come mm-hmm. back. And as we are reintroduced to her in present day, her father has died. Yeah. And she has shed all things Witzik and is ready to live a quiet life. And because of meeting Archer and her bond with him, he describes what it's like growing up in Montana. Mm-hmm. And she decides she's going to Wyoming, s- isn't it? Is it Wyoming? I thought it was Wyoming. Jack Yes, Wyoming, Wyoming, you're right because it was Jackson, Wyoming. She thinks he lives in Jackson, but she also thinks that he's still in Boston as a police officer.
1: Well, he had talked about his small town, which was close to Jackson Hole and all of the how much he loved it there growing up. And like the two of them had this really intense connection in the moment, but they couldn't act on it because of circumstances. And so she she feels this draw and Wyoming was always the goal. And her and her dad moved around like every every year, every so many months, like. Her dad was very paranoid Yeah, that somebody was going to come after them. Whether or not they were or not, nobody knows for sure. But he was pretty paranoid. So they kind of jumped around. But that was like the goal was to get to Wyoming. Like he was going with her. And then he ended up getting sick and passing away. And so she just continues to Wyoming. Well, so Archer has moved home from Boston. And the post office has been ransacked. And Archer is there, and Kira shows up, and he is flabbergasted.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just and a completely. Pissed off. Yeah, well, he's a lot pissed off.
1: Well, I was trying to be.
0: He's yeah. a lot pissed off. He is not prepared to see her at all. Mm-hmm. He thinks she's dead. He yeah. left his. He left his. Um, he left his former police officer life, and I have to say, the way that Rebecca writes this, the tension. Mm -hmm. between these two is intense.
1: Yeah, it really is. And you learn more about why Archer went to Boston in the first place and why he came home. Like, you know why he came home based on like the way the story plays out. But Archer has a lot of hangups and he takes failures to protect people he cares about to the heart and feels that they are his personal failures and he kind of he runs from these failures so like he ran away to boston and then he runs back home and so he is his dad passed away when like he was younger and so he kind of took on that that fatherly role like he and his older brother or not he and his older but he and the next brother who is hunter hunter is the next brother like in the hierarchy of the brothers. And so Hunter and Archer kind of took control of the family and Archer feels a lot of responsibility for everybody around him. And he felt that Kira getting killed was a failure on him. And so he's so angry because he didn't know And she's like, I couldn't tell you. Like, she felt terrible that she couldn't tell him.
0: But it didn't, even because there's that deception, she didn't tell him and he's angry about it. It does not in any way squash the chemistry. Right. Or the slow burn. And this is where miscommunication and slow burn make romance what it is. Because the intensity of Mm -hmm. this question of should Archer feel responsible? Does Kiara owe him an explanation of -hmm. why things went down? And the miscommunication of not directly... I mean, they have these almost moments without directly um, speaking about like the, you know the big elephant Mm -hmm. in the room of her being dead and how it affected him. And just the slow burn of this, you know, I say a slow burn because it popped at 44%, but the way the author writes it, she brings us together and there's this like intense kiss. She brings us together. There's this really hot and heavy makeout session. She -hmm. brings us together and there's this moment in the car, the truck, and I'm yeah. just like cheese and rice, lady. Could you just give it to me already?
1: Just let them bang.
0: I'm, yeah, but she but, did a really great job, and it doesn't. But she
1: creates this dynamic of want, like you want more tension, and it's one of those, like forty four percent is not really like that slow of a burn, but the way in which she produces it, like you just. And it's almost like you want more of that tension-filled moments just as much as you want the real, like, the the full bang.
0: A hundred percent. And, you know, her, I just, I really liked how Kiara is an outsider in the small town, but the small Mm -hmm. town really has never met an outsider. And the way they bring her into it. And then you look at it, sometimes romantic suspense as a whole Mm-hmm. If it's not done well, chemistry can feel second nature, right? Like we yeah. get this intense suspense plot and the relationship in the chemistry feels like a subplot instead of the other way around.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like I feel like with any Rebecca Sharp book in her suspense worlds that I have read, like the the couple themselves are the meat and the potatoes of the story. And then it is everything else that surrounds them that creates these crazy little elements that you like you want more of it too. Like they're somebody's like terrorizing this tiny small town and nobody really knows why it's happening or what is happening or who who is the target. And it's she she creates this juxtaposition of romance relationship with the like suspense element that you, you don't know which one you want more of.
0: You really don't. And I will say this is obviously these books are all about the brothers that are part of Archer's family, mm-hmm. but it really, because of the way Rebecca writes the small town, it has a lot of found family vibes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, the suspense is so heavy, like in the story, it's just woven perfectly perfectly that it makes sense that their, their relationships moves forward with the suspense uh, subplot and it made for a really fast read. Mm -hmm. It made for one of those, like when you're done, you automatically are like, what's next?
1: Yeah. What's next? Well, and if you, so if you, like I said, I read book three, I didn't read book two yet because it is on my Kindle, but I have not had time and I have book four on my Kindle also, but again, I haven't had time, but if you, as you're reading this book, and since I read a later book, earlier she easter eggs the crap out of the coming books okay because there's did you read the epilogue no because there's a moment in the epilogue where kira meets somebody who shows up in a later book oh
0: no i did not and you get little
1: snippets of zoe who is kira's best friend and like you'll see, cause I kind of skimmed through Hunter because I couldn't like not, I pulled Aaliyah and I was skimming, but like she Easter eggs so many things. And there's a element that's woven through this story that is huge in Archer's book.
0: Okay. Or not
1: Archer, but Ranger's book.
0: Okay, well, I am absolutely going to continue this series. I am now obsessed and I'm a fan. So, well,
1: and one thing I love about this book, too, I'm going to say this is the relationship between the brothers. They have tension, they have typical brother moments, but they genuinely like each other. Like Ranger is this neuro, spicy, delightful character that she has created, and they, but they don't treat him. Like, they treat him differently in the sense where, like, they pull him back. They call him, like, Gunnar calls them baby brains. Like, they pull him back into...
0: Oh, there was a whole, like, dining room kitchen dinner scene where mm-hmm. he, like, verbally vomits all the knowledge. <laughs>
1: well, and that's the thing. But, like, they, there's no not okay moments yeah. with oh no. neuro spiciness. And I think that is a great thing. Because every once in a while you'll come across a book with a character like that, even as a side character, where they're not great moments. No. And I love that element in this book. But just the relationship of the brothers, the relationship with the sister who doesn't live close, like, who lives far away, but they still, they call her for her advice. And the mom is delightful and just, I just, it's just a really great.
0: It was really great. I highly recommend it.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: Um. Anyway, Leah, thank you so much for reading Archer and hanging out with me.
1: It's always a good time.
0: Until next time, everyone.
1: Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance.